Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast Awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. I'm so excited to be joined today by a wonderful, I'm going to say, friend. You guys, here's the truth. We just met, but we hit it off instantly. Gotta love some Zoom. And I want to share a little bit about her really, really quickly. But first, I want to say, hi, Camille. Thanks for being here. How are you? I'm so good. And I really so appreciate you being here because we were talking about how this crazy California weather has just been making a lot of us feel under the weather. So I told her it was tiny cold, but I'm pushing through. (laughs) She says she has a tiny cold. She looks and sounds fabulous to me, but I told her that if she needs to take sips of hot tea and, (laughs) you know, have a cough attack, then that's okay. That's what great editors are for as well. So, but we all feel for you, Camille. I hope you feel better very soon. Thank you again for being here. Let me tell the people, the amazing listeners today, who I know we're going to totally resonate with the things that you're doing in your business. Let me tell them a little bit about you. So Camille Finan is an author, podcast host, and CEO of Kitchen Remodel Rockstar and host of the Ugly Kitchen Challenge. Over her 35-year span as a carpenter, she has helped over 10,000 women create their kitchen design dreams. And I have to tell you about this podcast. I just heard she has a few podcasts. On the Kitchen Sink podcast, Camille shares inspiring stories around kitchen design, planning, and how to bring back the heart of the home for regular families that are left out of the expensive HGTV experience. I have to say, 
I kind of want to go there first because I am a lover of HGTV and yeah. I really have this 50 50 feeling when I watch it because I get super inspired. And then also I feel like, dang, if I don't have a gajillion dollars, I don't know if I could do that. So yeah. can we start there? How do you feel about those people who are like, I really want to do this to my kitchen, but I don't know if I can afford it. And I see all these great things on TV. How do I do that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love a great, you know, before and after on an HGTV show as well. Um, of course they're inspirational, mm -hmm. but uh, my, I guess my, my, you know, against the industry uh, position is that unfortunately most of my clients are using those as their kind of starting point. They watch those shows, they hear the the prices and they think, oh, I can do that. And unfortunately it's so much of it is really misleading. Like a lot of the kitchens that you're looking at are 200,000, 300,000, $400,000. And they're, they're saying it costs $50,000, $60,000. It's just very, there's a lot of deceit that goes on in the industry. And I know a lot of people that work at those shows and um, all the materials are donated. The, the appliances are donated. So when they're sharing those numbers, they're often extremely uh, well, they're just not, they're not real at all. So a woman will come to me with a picture on Instagram or something. She snapped off of Chris loves Julia. And I'm like, honey, that kitchen is $600,000. I can just tell right now what the cabinets are or like 250 and you have $40,000. So then it just leads to this big, you know, like loss of, um, they're just really disappointed that the things they want are like, so ex like really, really expensive. So that's my thing against HGTV. Well, you know, I, I wondered about that. It's interesting to hear you really spell it out. And I, I hope that if people are listening today mm -hmm. and that wasn't something they knew before that, that almost brings them comfort because if they do yeah. get into it and feel like, what is going on? Why is this happening to me? It doesn't happen like that on TV that you're comforted because that it it's is not actually real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what, and so what I do in my, like in my program, the first thing I do is look at their picture and give them an actual assessment of what that actually is. And then when I say, okay, what's your budget? 50, 60,000, 25,000, whatever. And I go, okay, here's what we're going to, how we're going to use that to make it look like that. But you're not going to have a Lacanche $15,000 oven. You're not going to have an $8,000 hood. You're not going to have, you know, like we're going to make it look like that picture, but it's not, you don't have the budget for the actual items. Okay. So it's that's like a what kitchen I do dupe. is try to figure out how to do that. I love, did you hear me say, I feel like it's like a kitchen dupe. Like you, you see all these influencers yeah. hop on and say, oh, for this, you know, the designer, here's, you know, that yeah. very similar vibe without breaking the bank. And I am all for a budget, especially as a professional organizer. When I go into, I, I was sharing with you, I typically am talking with busy moms of littles and they need some relief immediately yeah. from wherever it is. We were kind of joking. We, I wish you guys could have heard. We joked that we needed a podcast episode for the podcast episode because we were talking about all the behind the scenes stuff about, you know, in our businesses and just the reality of we want to help our clients, but we also have this very realistic conversation with them going in and seeing what is it that we can do right now that's going to add style or value to your home that is not going to have you regretting hiring me because right. you don't want to go down that path and feel like, oh my gosh, it's a gajillion dollars later. And I'm still not quite where I wanted to be. Right. You talk about that first photo that you look at. Is that a good place to start? If there's something that you really want, do you think it's a good idea to look 
at places to get that inspiration first. Is that where we start? Well, um, so my process, I think, I think you mentioned that um, I always say never pick your colors first. And so that references is kind of like this, basically don't think about the outside first is my, is what's different about me. Um, as a cabinet maker for all this years, like I used to do that. I used to pick all the colors. I used to pick all the outside stuff. And then I realized that watching my clients do that over and over again, it actually didn't solve any of the functionality problems. So I kind of over a period of years developed this process called DFIO, which is designed from the inside out. So we actually start with the problem solving. We look at the existing space. We look at the actual real problems. We list them. We look at all of your stuff. We do an assessment to see how much volume of stuff you have, how you use it. And then we create a cabinet plan for the functionality first. Then we go and pick colors. Then we go and look at the inspiration for the outside part. So what I do is really from like the inside out. So as far as like, yes, you can get some inspirational pictures. I generally limit most of my ladies to 10 because in 10, I can capture, you can show me what the overall basic look is you're looking for, color, texture, how modern it is or not. Um, more than that, honestly, it just becomes more difficult for you to make a decision. So I don't generally have them keep looking for pictures. I generally have them go to like the first 10 they're drawn to and then explain what they like out of it. And I can generally piece it together from there. That makes not better in this industry. Oh, say that again. I stepped on you. Always find more stuff that you love and you'll, it'll just continue to make you dissatisfied with the choices you've already made. Yes. Okay. Hotline moment. More is not better. It's so true. I was talking about less is more. And I really like this concept of designing from the inside out. And you and I both know, especially again, as a professional organizer and working with busy moms of littles, you need to make sure what's happening behind those cabinets is working first. So I really, really like this concept of designing from the inside out. I often will talk to my clients about the outcomes they want to see, because if your kitchen, for example, same thing, if I'm helping them work on their closet space or their kid's playroom, even these things need to be working with the style of the people who are living in it. If you are not a person who absolutely loves to cook and needs to have a whole bunch of shelves and needs to have space for every spice known to man and all that kind of stuff, you don't need to focus so much on all of those things. But if that is important to you, like I would imagine you come across a lot of people who really do enjoy cooking and they don't want to be in their kitchen. They want to be cooking in somebody else's kitchen (laughs) because theirs isn't functional. So you definitely start with the function over the form. Yes. Yeah. That's the first thing we start with because that's the thing you use every day. It's not the color is beautiful. I mean, I have a white kitchen. You have a white kitchen. I love it. Every time I walk in, I look at her. I'm like, girl, I love you. You're so cute. You make me so happy. But the reality is what actually makes me happy because I cook every day is that all of my stuff is exactly where I need it to be in the right shape. It's accessible. It's visible. It makes it effortlessly and fun for me to cook every day. And that is the function. That's not the color of the front of the drawer front or the handle. Well, a large handle helps, but um, (laughs) so that's the part that makes it feel luxurious is how functional it is, how easy it is to do the thing you want to do, whether you're a baker, whether you like making huge stews and pots, whether you are a, you know, love your air fryer, like whatever that thing is that you do, however, to make that work for you is what makes the kitchen feel luxurious. 
Believe yes, it. I love that. And you're right. A good a good handle that contributes to functionality, right? We do yeah. need that. Yeah, most people do too <laughs> small of handles on their kitchens. Oh, oh, okay. Then yeah. you know what? Let's move into the section of give <laughs> us give us your tips. Tell us things we should consider and things we should maybe stay away from that's just not necessary. Oh, that's a fun one. Okay, I'll talk about my two biggest pet peeves first. Okay. Which are lazy Susans. Lazy Susans do not work. They've never worked. They've never worked for 50 years. Um, if you have a lazy Susan and you're using it, it's just because the rest of the kitchen is not designed well. It should be the absolute last space you ever think to do. I usually say like the corner just holds up the countertop. That's its whole purpose. Um, if you're using your lazy Susan, it means you're not using other parts of the kitchen well. And then the other thing would be, what's another one? Um, spices in your upper cabinets. That's another big pet peeve of mine. We make spice inserts that work really easily and inside of a drawer that you could see the labels. Uh, spice pullouts don't work very well. Same reason you can't see the labels. They're down low. And pullouts behind doors are my biggest pet peeves because they don't work again because a drawer does a better job of that. So those are okay. the things I don't like. I have to say my mind just blew wide open because <laughs> I have a love affair with lazy Susans. First of all, I feel like they get a bad rap because I've never met a lazy Susan in my life. All the Susans I know are the opposite <laughs> of lazy. So I okay, feel good. like that's not yeah. nice. I do love, so I do a lot of uh, organizations for pantries and yeah. it's really funny that you just said that about a corner holds up a house because that is, especially in a corner in a pantry, one yeah. of my go-tos because I feel like things can get lost. And so I so just imagined in my mind that you would talk about, um, and even in my kitchen, which I can't take any credit for the design, but there are two areas where they're really deep cabinets. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of them that have been built to where you could pull the appliance yeah. around to the front to get to it. And it's very yeah. helpful for me. So could you please explain as my mind has been blown, explain why you are not a fan of the lazy Susan, like to be able to get to an appliance easier. Um, because they're still low and dark and they have a mm. very narrow opening and those pullouts are incredibly expensive and they typically don't work. If yours has been working, that's great, but it also means you're probably not using it very much, um, but they get out of square, they fall off. They just, they're just like one of those sort of fancy things that designers sell to people that look, they do look great in theory, like it should work, but they just don't work over time if you cook a lot versus, um, and the other reason is that if you have a lazy Susan, the way the cabinet's built, you have to pull back the cabinets on both sides to actually have room to have that opening versus if you had your cabinets go all the way to the corner, you would have more space with the cabinets left and right. And those are truly the full depth height and front to back. Whereas a lazy Susan, no matter how, how, how much you think you're using it, there's a ton of wasted space inside of there and it's down, it's dark, you're on your knees, you're pulling it out carefully, you're banging the back of the door, you're banging the sides of the cabinets. Like they're just like a poor solution to actually finding a place for that appliance in a better spot. And I'd have okay. to actually show like a schematic, like a drawing. You'd be like, oh, okay, now I understand. So you've made it work, but you're also a very careful, neat person. You are a professional organizer. Most women are rough on their kitchens. They yank stuff out. They lean on stuff. Their kids step on stuff. Those things, I can't tell you how many times I've ripped those things out within like two months. Okay. Everything you just said makes complete sense to me. And I you will have a big kitchen where you have space to do that. Mm -hmm. A yes. lot of people, if you don't, you cannot give up those two corner cabinets. 
Hey there, quick reminder that now there are four ways to get my book. If you head over to Amazon, you can search up I've Got You Girlfriend, why getting organized and living this mom life is not a solo mission. You can now get it on the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover, and the audiobook is finally here. So if you've been enjoying this podcast episode, I have a feeling you might love the audiobook. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller. And now back to the show. You're so, so right. I, I do not cook a ton with those appliances because they are down low. There is so much wasted space that's down in those cabinets. Um, and I also feel like you're doing that dance of like, uh, you know, that awkward cabinet corner cabinet where you pop open and you have to be really gentle and you're like squeezing your booty cheeks together as you're lifting it out because you're down low and you're trying not not to bang you are so you've worked you've made it work for you Mm -hmm. you've adjusted your body for it but that's not what i call functionality true okay so here so this is huge so this is why we have a professional kitchen putter together that's (laughs) your new official title for me on the show and this is because What I do as a professional organizer is I go in and I make the existing space work. So I will make those awkward corners and things work to the best of our ability. You're so right. But here's what you have just now taught me. And you're so totally right. Is that that wouldn't even be there to begin with if you were really, truly utilizing the other space in your kitchen better. So, okay, then what do you like, what do you do to those corners and what, like, if you do rip that out, what do you do? If people are like, okay, great. Well, I have that. And maybe it's not working the best. So what do I do to it? And then also tell us the things that you absolutely think we should have in our kitchen. Well, so I have basically seven types of things that should be in every major kitchen, modern kitchen. And the biggest solution to that is the correct size drawers, like Mm -hmm. actual drawer boxes, drawers, and the right hinges and the right slides. The sizing, I kind of created my own sizing that I, over many years of, because I'm making the cabinets, I can change the heights of the drawer fronts and the drawer boxes. So I came up with like the optimal mix of heights that maximizes every drawer base. And so uh, most kitchens need six as a minimum, but nine is optimal. Nine of these drawers, and you can fit pretty much 90% of your whole kitchen. If you have nine drawer bases, six to nine, that are the correct sizes with the real Blum soft closing hinges that hold 100 slides, 150 pounds. You can put things in there that you would normally never put in there. Uh, crock pots, air fryers, Vitamexes, stacks of dinner plates, like all kinds of things. And because they're soft closing, they hold all the weight. So they become like the workhorse of the kitchen. So you're never on your knees ever again. So that's like one of the biggest transformations is that. But it's not just any drawers. It's like the right kind of drawers will transform a kitchen. Then you have that spice inserts. You take all your spices out of your upper cabinets. So they're used for what they're supposed to be used for. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to see their labels. So you need them on their backs, not standing upright. Um, A day use pantry, which is like my version of a of a modern pantry that's not the same as a walk-in pantry, which is different than maybe what you would organize. I separate stuff that the family uses on a day-to-day basis, chips, snacks, the high frequency thing. So I created my own style of day use pantry and that can fit within like an 18 to 20 to 24 inch width wide, but it's full height. What's another favorite? A simple cookie sheet cabinet with dividers in it. So your cookie sheets are not flat. They take a very skinny amount 
let's see, what's another one? Um, putting de- uh, custom putting dividers into shallow top drawers. So you have like your the utensils you use a lot separated from the stuff you don't use very often. So most people's utensil drawers have like the barbecue thing from outside and 14 spatulas and 15 knives and they only use one knife, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all use the same two to three things over and over and over again. So my process is separating out the stuff you rarely used, organizing it in a different location and having the things you use close to you accessible because that's what you're washing every day, like multiple times. So Um, And then I kind of do some fun stuff with like Tupperware for kids, right? So like, again, anybody with littles has multiple versions of like a thousand sippy cups and a thousand miniature bowls with the little silverware. And so those things tend to be mixed in with everybody else's stuff. So I kind of separate that and put in dividers that hold just that stuff. And that tends to really help like moms with littles because it's Tupperware can be like a real struggle. Oh, can it? Oh, boy, can it? One of the first things that I do when I go into a kitchen that feels overly cluttered is we talk about how many of these things are you actually using? So I really, again, it goes back to that functionality because here's the deal. This is the heart of the home. Whether you are a major chef and you've been trained at a culinary school or you are just trying to prep snacks and lunches for your kids, it needs to be functional. So I think immediately before you even have all the pretty stuff on the outside, it sounds like you're feeling the same way. Let's put some things in behind the scenes that are actually going to make this function for the family because you automatically just congregate there. There's something special about breaking bread together. So whether it's your family and my kids love to do their homework on the countertop in the kitchen as I'm, yes, as I'm having conversations with them, moving about the kitchen, because we all got to eat, even if I tapped into a local resource at the grocery and they did the hard work for me or, you know, a place down the street that we got food from. I am still assembling it in the kitchen and plating it and all of those things really, really need to work well together. And it brings the family together. If you've got a decluttered space that does not make you crazy and it is functioning properly. So I really appreciate you really spelling these things out about what you can focus on in the kitchen. So our time is running short, which makes me want to cry because I have so many more questions, but the I'll great, please do, please do automatic invite, but yeah. could you please just share all your platforms so we can follow up with you? I did talk about the kitchen sink podcast. I absolutely yeah. love that title. Tell us more, not only the podcast where we can find you and I'll make sure I put your links in the show notes, but where else might we take a look at some of the work that you've done? Yeah. So uh, so they can go to Kitchen Remodel Rockstar, and that's where women can sign up to work with us and help us design your kitchen. There's a free class on there. You can go through that and kind of learn a little bit about my process and how that works. Um, you can go to dream underscore kitchen underscore coach. That's our Instagram account. And the podcast is the Kitchen Sink Podcast, and we're the ones with the little yellow lemon. That's how you'll know it's our logo. There's actually quite a few Kitchen Sink Podcasts. No, I'm the only one that talks about kitchen design, <laughs> but, but you'll know cool. about the little yellow lemon. And um, yeah, we'd love to, I mean, we have a whole group of private group of women in a Facebook group where we help them design their kitchens all over the country. And we help them put cabinets together and install cabinets and do a lot of DIY. Like we're really pro women feeling empowered and really kind of taking back 
the kitchen space instead of it just being like a male dominated industry. So uh, yeah, we'd love anybody to reach out. We'd love to help. I love these options. I know I'm going to be going down the rabbit hole. I am so excited to have met you today and I really appreciate you, you know, blowing my mind multiple times. This is really (laughs) exciting. Uh, I have to say as many kitchens as I have reorganized and redone, I think I have a fresh new take on things and especially the renovation part of it as well. And just having that reality based sense of what's happening on TV and what we can actually do in our own home. But it sounds like, you know, ladies, don't be discouraged if you're listening to this and think, okay, well, she just said it's going to be a gajillion dollars if I want a kitchen that works for me. No, that is not what I want you to take away. I want you to take away the fact that you can go to Camille and you can say, here's what I want. I'm not going to give you a billion pictures and have, you know, paralysis by analysis. (laughs) I'm going to focus in on things that are really important for me. And I'm going to trust that she is going to lead me in the right direction to truly get this functional kitchen that I love. And of course, the beautiful part will come along with that as well. And save a lot of money. That's kind of our big thing is to help you save a lot of money. That's a big focus of what we do. Absolutely. Because we need to spend our money on lots of important things raising a family. As we all know, there are certainly things that come up that are unexpected and also just the expected stuff is really stinking expensive. So to be able to save a little money in our kitchen, but still have one that is working well for us and is truly the heart of the home, I think is all the reasons that we need to go check out everything that you're offering. Thank you for sharing your services. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I have been forever changed today, Camille, truly. It's been a joy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week for some more organization, motivation, and probably some other conversations about kitchens these days. Now I'm now I'm fired up about new stuff to talk about. I look forward to having you back on someday to talk to us a little bit more, Camille. I hope you have a great rest of your week and feel better soon. I will. Thank you so much, hon. This was been <laughs> really fun. Yay. All right. Thanks so much. You guys have a great day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.